All right, so we're sitting around with the crew today, and we're going to do a podcast, a new style on recapping the hunting season this year. So it's early December, hunting season in Montana just wrapped up. The only season that is left is muzzleloader, but that's new in Montana, so no one has a muzzleloader. No, not one that I can use for this season, but... Traditional. Traditional. Yeah. Yeah. So we all had different experiences this year, different styles of hunts. And so we are going to recap those and chat about what we learned and what went wrong. We're going to hear a lot of what went wrong with Aiden's story today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, Jimmy, we yeah. should start with Rich's old story about that antelope hunt oh gosh that old one where the right. where the guy grabbed that thing out yeah of the field. yeah so what happened so it's like he was he took his daughter hunting i believe antelope hunting and they were stocking up on an antelope and all of a sudden he notices a truck drive out to this field out in the middle of nowhere comes to a complete stop like they knew where they were going jumps out of his truck and grabs a suitcase, a briefcase of some sort, throw it in the back of the truck, like hops out, in his truck. out in the sagebrush? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was years ago, but I love, love talking about that story because we're always wondering, gosh, what was in that? What was in there? Wow. What was in that suitcase? Yeah. That's sketchy. Sketchy. That's... I'd love to know. Isn't it where the oh. nuclear codes are kept? There's under a sagebrush right. just in the middle of nowhere he's gonna know the bush drop from a plane the gps device in it it? who knows money. full of money just full of money yeah. it had to be money or drugs yeah i think a million dollars just sitting out there <laughs> and that guy never saw him no really Which they just laid there yeah million dollar antelope yeah crazy that'd be a pretty cool reward though if you're like stalking in and you see a million bucks on the ground shooting antelope and i'm like just yeah, out. I love that story though. That'd be a sight to see. So Aiden is head of Mountain Tough customer support. So if you're seeing comments and support are in the lab, that's from Aiden. Aiden, let's start with your season. How'd your season go? It was good. Tried tried to get it done in the in the back country. Uh, <clears throat> didn't work out. Just kind of couldn't make it work. So uh, as it got colder, the elk start getting pushed down. I went to capitalize on it and hunt them in the, the more lowland. Um, and, you know, it was still pretty rough because the lower you go, the more people there, there are. So we were, uh, I was with my buddy Evan and we were, we were sitting up on a, a big bluff, kind of glassing across this like break lens kind of deal. And as we look out, I see a bunch of, I use eight by 42 binoculars, so everything's like this big no matter how close it is. And so I see a bunch of new bushes and they're walking along. Those are elk and it's kind of rare uh, that I see elk that are on, I I'm great at finding private land elk. I can find those anywhere, but public <laughs> land elk are, that's not my specialty. So, you know, you look at on the maps and like that just might be public, uh, like three miles away. We bomb off where we're on this bluff and take off uh, towards where the elk are up on this kind of other side, and there's a, a river in between the two of us, which at the time wasn't really concerning to me because I just didn't, they were out there. I didn't, I didn't care about the river. So we go down and 
uh, confirm that the elk are on public, and there's a, a few cows working across, like kind of side hilling across. And they're, you know, from where we're, we're standing on one side of the river, they're maybe 600 yards away. I'm like, too easy. It's too easy. So, uh, throw on, I had waders in my car, so I throw on my waders, and Buddy throws in his waders, and we just walk right across the river. No problem. Just, you know, easy as can be, get across, you know, do some crawling, messing around, work into, you know, about 350 yards from the cow, range it. My, this is my shot. So, just get set, shoot, one shot, cows down, just straight away. We're, we're beyond stoked, because uh, that was the first elk I'd ever shot. So just cloud nine. You go up there and it's, you know, like 45 minutes before dark. And that, that also hasn't factored into my thought that I just crossed a river 45 minutes before dark. Um, but that, and it also the spot's kind of uh, landlocked by private on the other side, so I can't really... I have to cross back over the river if I want to get out. And so we're, we're cutting the elk up and it becomes dark. We each load up two quarters and like we have our guns are two quarters a piece and we hike back down. Or hike, I mean we slid because waders with <laughs> the pack so you couldn't really get much traction. So we just kind of slid back down to the side of the, the river and go to cross back over just you know, the truck's maybe 100 yards away. Like you, can, you could throw a baseball and break the window. Just, so I, I step into the river, and I've, we were really smart, and we each had one trekking pole. And so I step into the river. The first thing I do is almost go straight back over and just with my pack on, buckled at every little point. It's Luckily, dark now? It's completely dark. And you got no meat yet? We have the meat. We have, have each of two quarters on our back. Got it. Because we... Oh, why would you cross in like four trips across the river when you could just do it in one trip a piece? You know? your backpack can hold. Yeah, everything. you know, and so we, it, it was half, half. it was pretty janky. Like we had there was some some serious ratchet strapping going on, just like whatever we could because we just wanted. It was getting pretty cold pretty fast. So we just went out, and I, when I stepped in the river with the two quarters on, that also didn't factor in that my center of gravity was way off. Step in, almost fall. Luckily, an ice shelf caught me. And so I was kind of turtle there for a minute. Like, and then my buddy, Evan, he like, he like comes over and like unclips my, it was a good thing I didn't fall in the river because I could get my, my hip clip off, but the breast clip was now caught on my bino harness, so I couldn't get it off. So he had to unclip me. Now I'm out. So then he tries getting in because that, that's going to work. He gets in. Same thing happens. So like, all right, we have to find a new way out of this. We try, you know, one quarter this, that, nothing, just nothing will work. We were like, could we stay below? In Montana, you can go underneath the high water mark and it's public land. Like, could we go hike way up or down river and like get to a point where we could get out and then walk back in to where the truck is and just everything's not working. So we just dump our meat and walk back across the river, get in the, the car and drive back home. It's gonna be like negative 17 overnight, so mm. the meat's fine. It was cold. It was, Nice, nice and chilly. I was getting pretty, pretty cold. That was like the coldest weekend we had, I think. It was, it was fun though. It was yeah. good. The meat was frozen solid when I got in the morning, so it was good. But as I was driving home, I was trying to think of how to get the meat out. It's like too easy. My one of my roommates has a 
an inflatable paddleboard from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I call my roommate, I'm like, hey, I need your paddleboard. I need to pack out an elk in the morning. What? And it, it was a great idea at the time, Jim. Paddle out an elk in the morning. I was going to float it. So I was going to put the elk on there, and then I was going like, to tie pair, like, strap my pack to the paddleboard and attach rope to my pack, and then just like drag it across the river with me. When did you call Weston? This is the next. It. Weston was my last call. Got like, it. I finally got smart. So I, <laughs> I go back the next morning. My car had a flat tire, and then the battery died. So now I'm in a buddy's truck because he's at, not home, taking a roommate's paddleboard to go get it, cross the river with the paddleboard, load it immediately. The second I have two quarters on the board, get it in the water, it just goes, it can't handle the weight. It's like flipping, going under. I'm trying to drag it out, fight with that. And now I have a paddleboard with all this meat sitting on one side of the river. The truck's still 100 yards across the other side. And I try a couple variants of that. Nothing's working. So I find a like one bar cell I call Weston. He just answers the phone. What'd you kill? Just immediately. And I'm like, dude, I shot a cow last night and I need your help. And he's like, okay, what do you need? I'm like, I need a boat. And I just hear it go silent on the other end for a second. And I don't know what you were thinking. I'm like, Aiden calls at noon. It's right at noon. And yeah, I'm like, I'm excited. He probably shot something. But when he's like, I'm on the other side of the river with a paddleboard and I need a boat to get the meat across, like automatically I'm like factoring in, this is gonna take four hours, like just to like get there and get back and my raft's all torn down. So I'm like, I can't, who do I know? I called a buddy, cause I know he has his raft in his garage and I'm like, can I borrow your raft? He's like, what for? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, my coworker has an elk and we need to get it from the other side of the river. I also called a buddy that was closer to that area that guides down there because I thought maybe he had a raft and I wouldn't have to like haul one all the way from town. But I talked to him and he was like, are you kidding me? You can't, you can't roll across. Like there's so many rocks. Like you'll get swept down current. Like it's all iced up. He went on and on about like, why I shouldn't go do it. And then it got me second guessing. I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't go do this. Like, does Aiden really know what situation he's in? <laughs> no. <laughs> no idea. But I'm like, I'm like, ah, yep, Aiden, I got you. Um, we'll be over. So I loaded up with my youngest son, got the raft, drove all the way over. Um, like two hours. Yeah, over. <laughs> yeah. Like found, found Aiden, um, followed him to where... Uh, we can put the raft in and I like look at it and I'm like, yeah, we'll be okay. The raft, it is all iced up. So we just launched the raft right out across the ice into the river. I'm back rowing and like a big old gust of wind just hits the boat. And I'm just like, oh shoot, like, <laughs> I'm rowing really hard now. I'm like, we cannot go too far down river. Cause if we go too far down river, we can't get back. Um, and that means then we have to float the boat further figure out the shuttle and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like rowing as hard as I can. I'm like, Aiden, jump out. As soon as we hit the other bank, he jumps out, grabs the boat, um, and we just put a rope on it, and we just did Lewis and Clark style back up the opposite bank. <laughs> like I just, yeah, wrapped it around. Aiden's pulling. We're just moving it up. Like, yeah, I don't just, know how, how Lewis and Clark expedition did it, but <laughs> we went like 100 yards probably. It, it was a hard hundred yards. Yeah. Loaded all of his elk meat up yeah. into the boat. 
rode right back over, put the boat on the trailer. Done. Oh. From, <laughs> I was like, turned around and drove all the way from, back. From the, the paddleboard? I grabbed the paddleboard. Yeah. Paddleboard safe and sound <laughs> yeah, in the garage. Was good. I just had to like wash the blood and stuff. <laughs> no Jimmy and I were coming home from our hunt and yeah. I got a text from Aiden and it said, cow down, got a flat tire, looking for a car. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it said nothing about a paddleboard. Yeah, or a boat. I'm like, I'm like, Aiden, call me in the morning. We would have just gone and got it. <laughs> I honestly thought the paddleboard would work. In my mind, I was like, I'm 200 pounds. Like, <laughs> Two elk quarters, they you know, two hundred pounds or you know, however much it's gonna weigh. You put that on there, it'll float. Like if I can float on it, it can float on it. But the ice and it just being dead weight, it was very lucky. Weston answered the phone. Oh, and it was easily the coldest weekend. It was cold. Oh, so yeah, it was cold. a cold you, weekend. You yeah. take a swim in that river, and you're, the outcome is not good. No, no, yeah. at all. It was very grateful. Yeah, for uh, for Weston answering the phone because <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna do next. Oh man, Jimmy, you've had some fun hunts this year. Yeah, you've been on a lot. Been on a lot of hunts. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even shoot anything this year. I just been on moose hunts, elk hunts, and two awesome deer hunts. You've been One packing a lot of meat. Packing meat this year, yeah. Lunges. Yeah, my buddy killed a big bull moose. Called me up while we were here at work. Yeah. All of a sudden, I get a call. He's like, "I got a moose down. We need some help." So I scooped up Aiden here, and, and uh, that was a funny story because I just got done doing 880 lunges. <laughs> For real. I just got done. I was like, I got that's over. I'm done for the day. Got a moose down in a nasty hole. I'm like, oh, crap. So I grabbed Aiden, and we go pick up Tyler. We bust up there, and we hike down to that bull moose, and it was a big bull, and we get it all quartered up, and... We throw a hindquarter in that pack, and oh, oh, I started making my way up that hill, and my legs were just like rubber bands. <laughs> I mean, don't do 880 lunges before you go pack out a moose. Not a good idea. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, we had Aiden there and um, a couple other guys, and we got her done pretty quick. Yeah. And it was a stressful situation because what did time we get there? Like 11? We got there at like noon. We got there By the time we got to the, like the moose. So, we're around 20 miles back up in the mountains by truck. But we get there at noon, and Aiden's like, oh, yeah, and I have to be back by 3 o'clock. <laughs> and you had to be back, had to be by, back by 3, like, three for, too, for yeah. a video. I had to go. I was like, well, if I miss mine, I don't know if it's, you know, we could probably survive that, but you had to be back. Yeah, yeah so we're sitting there looking at a full moose, not even skinned yet. And, and uh, so we got it skinned out, quartered up, and up the mountain, got back to the trucks and we hauled ass down the mountain and and got us back to work by three man yeah it was a good day for you to have nice shocks yeah yeah <laughs> that would have yeah, been bombed down that hill painful ride otherwise and then i got to help a good friend of mine get a elk out a really nice big bull elk and then after that um dust and i went on an amazing trip together that was awesome for a big mule deer yeah, yeah. And we had, I'll let you tell that story because that was, that was amazing. We had two giant bucks in our vision at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was, was pretty, pretty awesome. insane. Oh, right. Like a trophy whitetail and mule deer in the same view of scope almost. Yeah. 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 And it was amazing because we wouldn't have gotten the mule deer without the spotting of the whitetail first. 
Yeah. That's what got us there. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And didn't you have grand visions of getting them, getting them both? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. Yeah. So that story was cool. We we always wanted to go the last two years check out the spot and you kind of need the cold weather to make it work and things have been so busy at work I was we kind of blocked it off and then I was like I don't know maybe I should just stay and work and Jimmy was basically like get in the truck we're leaving <laughs> right now for four days and so we got in the truck and went and we we actually bumped the deer I shot right when we got there yeah like first right day. when we got there went and checked out this like a uh, big chunk of state land and that buck was with rutting with 10 does and we bumped him right away and we're like oh my gosh like that was kind of like the quality of mule deer we've been looking for for like six six or seven years and we, i couldn't believe we bumped him in the first five minutes of that trip and then with, the, with a big deer like that you're like oh that thing's gone forever oh, yeah. yeah and then we we ran into that same nasty weather because it was the same weekend Aiden was out. Mm -hmm. So it was like negative 10, 20, blowing 40 miles an hour. To the point where you, it's like, it almost feels dangerous yeah. Yeah. to have your skin yeah, out right. there. It like literally hurt to walk into that wind. Burn in your yeah. face. Yeah. It was so bad on the way up there, we had to pull over and sleep in the truck for like four hours because you couldn't see the highway at all. Like you could not see the highway at all. Yeah. I have people like, yeah, you can't, you know, usually you can see, you know, 20 feet, but you couldn't see anything. No. So we we're just creeping along the road and finally see a little turn off to our right. And we pulled into there and took a three hour nap <laughs> with the truck running the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but we went back what and we went back three days after the day we bumped that deer. We went back and hiked way back in there. And we get all the way back in there and this giant whitetail comes out rutting a couple does. And we're like, holy crap, like a big Canadian looking whitetail. Yeah, he like, was huge, huge, massive buck. So we, we laid down coming up with a game plan for that one and they were in the wide open. So there was, there was really nothing you could do but wait. So we were waiting and Jimmy looks over to our right a little bit and he's like, holy crap, there's that big mule deer. So then the big whitetail's on the left and the big mule deer are on the right, both about 1,400 yards away. And so we had to lay there for about two hours. But at first we're trying to come up with some sort of strategy on like how one of us could shoot the whitetail and one of us could shoot the It would have been amazing yeah. if we could have accomplished that. Oh my gosh, that would have been insane. But the... The whitetail ended up feeding off in the wide open, and so there was no play on him. But then the mule deer was just laying in the sun with a doe, just staring right in our direction. So we had to lay there for an hour and a half. And I remember, like, my chest was just frozen. <laughs> I remember <laughs> looking over at Dustin. I'm, I'm looking through my binocs. I look over at Dustin, and he's like... <laughs> 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 
She just had the shivers so bad. Oh, I could not stop shaking. Because he couldn't get up. He was literally staring. I don't think he saw us. No, but... He literally was staring right at us. Like, Dude, that, is he looking at me or not? Yeah. So we didn't move. We lay there so long, you melted the snow under us. Oh, yeah. I was laying in mud. Yeah. Oh, like your chest couldn't take any longer, yeah. so you'd go to your back, and then my back started shaking. <laughs> then you just keep alternating. Yeah. Then finally he got up and then fed in the draw right behind us, or right behind him at 1,400 yards away. But it was perfect. It was the only draw, and it was the only draw out there. So we knew it was game on and just started cruising over there. And the, my favorite part of the story is Jimmy and I never once communicated about <laughs> who was going to shoot this deer. We just knew one of us w was going to. And so we're sneaking up on the draw, sneaking up on the draw, and we get close. So we're about 200 yards, and we know that this buck is in this draw. Because the closer you got, it was really obvious that there was no possible other place he could have been without us seeing him. And so we're sneaking up on the draw. Now we're at like 100 yards and we get right up to the edge and it's just a small draw and that buck stands up. He's right there, right in front of me, staring at me at 80 yards. And he's got like 10 does with him. And so I kind of lift my gun and I look over and Jimmy's down on his bipod already. I don't know how he got down there so fast. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Jimmy's going to smoke this thing. And then the, the buck kind of like turns and starts walking off. And I'm like, oh, Jimmy's going to smoke this thing. Jimmy's going to smoke this thing. And then he starts doing a little trot. And I was like, what the heck is going <laughs> on? And then there, there's one little like hill. And then he's going to be gone forever. And it's like, I started seeing the hill like reduce his body size through my scope. And so I'm like, he's gonna be gone forever. And like at the last second I shot and he just went right down. And I look at Jimmy and I was like, what the heck? And he's like, I was just waiting for you to shoot that thing the whole time. And I was like, I was waiting yeah. for you to shoot that thing. <laughs> Cause I was just looking at him through the scope and I was like, hey, I'm waiting to watch this deer just crumple. And he was waiting for me to shoot and I was waiting for him to shoot. Pretty funny, and we almost oh, by waiting for each other to shoot, we almost lost that deer. Yeah, the second time. Yeah, yeah, we would have lost him twice. twice. It would have been crazy. Yeah, it would have been crazy. Man, that was so awesome how that played out. Yeah, yeah, that That's was a nice deer. That was a fun hunt. Yeah, it was really it was nice, nice really nice buck. Fun hunt. Thanks to Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy making me go was the best part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were so busy. But it was good that we got you out. Yeah. That was awesome. It was a different, like different style hunt too. It wasn't like packing into the back country like we normally do. So we were, and it gets dark so early yeah. in late, late November. So we'd get done at like five, go to the bar and all the bar had was like DiGiorno pizzas. Yeah. So we ate, we ate two DiGiornos every night for three or four nights. It's like, we feel like tonight. <laughs> Let's try the chicken bacon ranch DiGiorno and the three meat. Yeah. And the next night, oh, let's be a little wild. Let's go with the hamburger sausage. <laughs> yeah. Those were good DiGiornos. They were good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were really good. DiGiorno a long time. That was a fun, that was a fun hunting trip though. It was so good. Especially out of the way it played out, seeing that buck on the very first day and then getting him on the last day. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
You should tell you should tell the story of um, helping Sherry get that bowl and how you brought the little thirty-eight special with you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my friend, she shoots this bull, and he get we get up there, uh, myself and Greg, and we get up there. Well, by this time it's you know it's getting dark and we don't even have a rifle with us at this point. And we know the we know the elks hit good, but we didn't know how good. And so we get there. It's like anybody bring a gun? It's like I didn't bring a gun. Did you bring a gun? No, I didn't bring a gun. So it's like you know, we're like, well, we got a pistol. And I was like, I got a pistol. And I reach in my console there, and I got this little th- thirty-eight, <laughs> little so little gun. tiny little revolver. I was like, like the police used to use yeah, like little, little tiny snub <laughs> nose like gun. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. Could I'm stick gonna it in your boot. Chase him down. Ah, <laughs> and just shoot it. I don't know what I was gonna do. So we get up there where she hit it and we followed his tracks and we're following some blood and whatnot. And and this whole time in the back of my head, I'm just thinking, man, we're gonna walk around the corner and it's gonna be there alive and I'm gonna chase it down and shoot this little tiny pop gun didn't that happen in a like a jim carrey movie where he's a highway patrolman and he has to like shoot a cow 18 yeah 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 that's what i yeah was gonna happen yeah that's probably what would happen it's like me myself no which one is that i don't know yeah yeah it was crazy that bull ended up taking us on a six mile walk um and end up circling all the way back around to where she shot it and then um, we decided to, because we just kept bumping out of its bed, so we knew there's no point in pushing anymore. So we went home, got up early the next morning, um, hiked up to where we left left off that night, and we waited till light. And we looked down through the trees, and a hundred yards away, there it was, oh. piled up dead. Yeah. An exact six mile loop. Yep. Brought it. He went on a six mile loop and came right back to where we literally where we started Dumb. in our tracks. That's amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a really nice bull. It was awesome. Yeah, you hear stories about him doing that all the time, but I've never seen it like that. Yeah. The perfect loop. Yeah, he did the perfect loop. It was her first bull too, wasn't it? I think so. I'm yeah. not positive, but yeah. I think so, yeah. That was a dandy. Yeah, it was a really big bull. How many lunges did you do before packing it out? It's like cool 800? Yeah. 842? It's 843. Yeah, I did a lot of lunges that day too. <laughs> it's kind of a thing during hunting season. So what month did you do your lunge challenge in? November or October? October. 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 So I did 880 lunges every day for a month. And that's a quarter mile? Half a mile. Half a mile. Yeah. So a half mile of walking body weight lunges every morning on your way into work. Yeah. At the track. At the track. Crazy. Waiting for a call from someone to tell me back out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I wish I would have started in September. Yeah. Because it did smoke me and it made it a lot harder. But I didn't want to quit the challenge. I couldn't quit the challenge. So I just ended up finishing the challenge off and going hunting with extremely tired legs. <laughs> but it paid off a lot because after I've stopped the challenge, you know, the strength gains have been amazing. So. Yeah, you felt amazing after that. Right? Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah, absolutely the best I've ever felt. And, and I'm actually stronger now than I've ever been in my life. 
So it's pretty cool. That's crazy. Dead That'll be right. through the roof. Deadlifts through the roof. Even my upper body strength's gone up. Jeez. So it's kind of crazy. And a lot of your knee pain's gone, isn't Completely it? Completely gone. Yeah, I have, I hyperextended this knee, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago in a badger hole, and I haven't been able to, to lock it out to full extension ever since then. When I got done with that month challenge of lunges, it was completely healed and gone. Yeah, all my knee pain's gone. Had a little knee pain during the lunges, you know, especially in the quadricep tendon. Got a little bit of hip pain, but I knew the amount of pain I could push myself through. And I just pushed it every single day and, and things just started to, to adapt and, and end up healing. So, and then after a week off, came in and did a PR in my deadlift. Because I took a whole week off of legs after I got done with that challenge. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Chris, how did your season go? It was good. Um, was able to get a, an elk during archery season, late archery season. I didn't get out much just because we were busy. Um, You're the one out of all of us. Yeah. The one. The one. Archery success. Yeah. The only one. <laughs> yeah, between work and then a couple kids both playing football, it was... Uh, pretty hectic and so late I don't know was it like the last week of the season or maybe the second to, yeah, second to last. yeah I went up there and we 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 set up and try to catch these elk where they move to we either sit on some water or try to guess where they're going to be going in to feed at and uh, I was seeing elk I had them I think I sent you guys videos the night before of a, a little raghorn that came down and followed a cow and just out of range on a water hole and I think it was it was really windy that night and then the, the herd bull I heard him bugling and he moved his cows and he went just I thought he was coming for sure and he just I could see him up on the ridge he just he just went around the ridge um, just kind of left me and so I wasn't having a lot of luck I was seeing elk and then uh, I was going to come back that night because I can't remember what we had the next day and I thought wow gosh I'm up here I could go out in the morning and you can get, you can hike in and, and come up the backside and get um, between their bedding area and wherever they've been feeding. And uh, so I texted Dustin, I said, you know, care if I get back a little late? Because I ah, no, go for it. So, and I really didn't, I was tired. I really didn't want to get up, but I'm like, oh, I'm here. So I would get up and I go in there and set up and I can hear, I can hear at least one elk bugling and I, I can maybe hear, I can't tell if there's a second one or not and the wind's coming right to me so it's perfect and um, every once in a while I could glance down on the flats where the elk were and they were kind of moving to the south of me and I thought well shoot do I stay here do I try to s move down the ridge to stay above him but he's not bugling enough that once I lose sight of him and I don't have sight of him very often that I'm going to be able to know if I'm above him or not and so I thought well I'll just I'll just stay here so because a lot of those trails once they start coming up that ridge angle back to the north mm -hmm. and uh, I'm in kind of an area where they they like to go through a lot um, and so I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and I can hear them bugling down there and and then I hear you know a stick break or a rock roll down below me and I'm like I still got elk below me elk and elk some elk I don't know and so I wait and wait and wait and and uh, and pretty soon I hear another stick break, and so I get ready and hear this six point comes up, and I got the wind to me, 
I don't freak out. I mean, everything that usually goes wrong didn't go wrong. And he walked out um, at about 20 yards, right where I was hoping an elk would show up and was able to get an arrow in him. And it was just as easy as it could be. I don't know why when it happens, it's the easiest thing in the world. And then- How far was the shot? Uh, like 20 yards. Dang. And <laughs> like I said, you, you know how it is. Usually nothing ever goes right. Yeah. yeah. But when it does go right, I've had that happen a couple of times where it's just like the wind's right. I don't make any noise. It's not looking in this direction. It's just, it was just like it was meant to be in. Stars align. So it'll be six years before that happens again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So got an arrow in him. Pretty good. Um, he was quarter to me just a little bit more than I thought he was. Not much. And it was kind of a downward shot. So he ran off and, and uh, I wait a little bit and go and I'm not seeing a lot of blood. Um, so this hillside's pretty open, it's timbered, but you can really kind of see down it. And I thought, well, I'll creep along the top. And I crept along the top and uh, pretty soon I see, see some cow elk. And I look and that's where that, I didn't see the herd bull, but that was the, and so they're probably, I don't know, two, 300 yards from where I shot that. And so I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. And I thought, well, I'll just back up here and wait and let them walk by if they walk by me and get some video and and pretty soon I hear them blow out of there and again I got the wind I'm not even where I could see them I'm like I did not spook those elk and so I walk over there and they're gone um, and then I see an elk and he's kind of hunched up and I'm like oh there's my bull and so I don't know if he spooked him like if he had fallen down and got back up and I don't know what went on but so I'm sitting there watching him and he lays down and um, he's laying his head down and he'd get his head up and you could tell he was, he was done for. But he was just, every time I think his head was down for good, he'd kind of pick it up again. And every once in a while he'd act like he wanted to get up, but he couldn't. And he's like 80 yards and I got like 20 yards and I can get a good angle and I can get another arrow in him. And he's laying there in a, in a good, uh, you know, kind of quartered away from me or almost broadside. And I debated it and debated. And this is, I sat there for like 40 minutes watching him. And I know the rule of, you know, don't inject adrenaline into him. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh man, he's just, he's just right there. I mean, I think he's done for, I don't think he can get up. So finally, okay, I'm going to try this. So I, I take about four steps in the dry pine needles and he stands up like there's like he's never oh. been and just <laughs> gone. And I'm like, oh. I know better than doing that. Yeah. And so I backed out and left him for a couple hours, came back and then I went to search him for him and he went, oh, I don't know, like another 200 yards and he was done. So it worked out good, but. He probably thought he was gone. Oh, I thought for sure I screwed that up. But I knew I had him pretty good. I'm sure it was a, you know, I think I, I got one lung and then liver. I just missed the second lung. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So that was good. And then I uh, got my son a nice mule deer buck that was a uh, pretty fun hunt. It was that same weekend. It was really, really windy. And we drove into an area that we'd never been and spotted this buck right off the bat, a mule deer. And... Um, he kind of got nervous and he moved and across the road and I thought, well, he's going to go. It's so windy. He's going to find the first drainage he can and get in it. So we went back around and we walked in there. 
it was a very long walk, and came in, the wind's just howling straight in our face. And um, we're getting close, and it's starting to sprinkle rain a little bit. And I could see this big wall of blue coming out of the west. And I didn't really think anything of it, but I'm like, yeah, we're, at some point, you know, it's, it's, it's going to storm. So we go over there, and sure enough, there that buck is by himself, bedded down, laying there, looking our direction, but we get over to where I can get him down on the bipod. And the wind is, I mean, I think that I said that wind was 30 mile an hour and with gusts up to 56. So we're get down, it's like a 180 yard shot, 175 shot. So he's trying to get steady and I could tell he's not getting steady. And, you know, I asked him, he goes, yeah, the crosshairs keep moving. So I move around the other side and I kind of stack my hands underneath the stock of the gun, the bed of the gun. So he's got um, a base and and pretty soon, you know, boom, he shoots. And uh, I grab my binoculars and I look and I just see that buck kind of roll over. And at that exact time, that wall of blue rain hits us. And it's like driving needles into your face. Like we both had to turn and pull our hoods up. It was, it was painful. Like I've never been in wind and rain like that. It just tears your face up. And I kept trying to take a peek with my binoculars and you, you could not look into the wind. Dang. And I'm like, well. I think he's down. I think he's down and we can't, until this rain blows over, which it should blow, whenever it blows that hard, it usually blows through pretty quick. <laughs> yep. Like, let's go back to the truck. We'll drive around to where now the wind's at our back and we'll walk over that hill and, and uh, we did. Uh, but it, it so worked, it was pretty easy, but if he would have shot if he would have tried to shoot five seconds later, it wouldn't have happened. No chance. Yeah, it was, I'd never been pelted in the face by rain like that. It was little, literally painful. It was insane. And then driving home that day, we're on a two-lane highway that is perpendicular to the, what the wind's blowing. Yeah. And I, I've either never noticed this before or what, but the, the telephone poles, the power lines, yeah. You could see them all bending. Jeez. All the wooden. I mean, literally, you could see a bend in everyone. I'm like, I'm like that power line's coming down. I've never seen that. I don't think. That's it was it was the hardest wind I've ever seen, ever been in. But That's we got her insane. done. Was that a second buck? Yeah, that was the second buck. He's got one antelope and two bucks. That's awesome. So it was fun. He was pretty pretty proud. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it was fun. Jimmy, what happened on Connor's hunt? For that buck yeah so connor's hunt um my boy ended up killing a pretty big buck himself and um i was so happy for him because he, he is really busy he's a senior in college you know as you know and he works full-time uh, senior in college and this year he's just had no time to go hunting so on his very first trip of the year basically we load him up and we take him up to a buddy's place to go we look for a cow elk or something. And we get up there and, and Jesse had seen this buck around before. And he's like, yeah, there's a pretty nice buck up in this area. And, but I hadn't seen him for a while, thought he was gone. So we get up there and we start hiking back into where we normally like to go and try to find an elk or something. And we look up on this skyline, we'd see a, a buck over there. So I was like, well, let's go over here and check this spot out. Well, Connor had his old Henry's 4570 on him. He's been wanting to shoot a deer with that forever. Iron sights, you know, and everything. And 
we sneak up on this hill and kind of same thing that happened with your buck is we're walking to this little draw and we didn't know that he was in this draw though. I thought he was a little further back, but anyways, he ended up being just right there. We had him at 80 yards. Connor drew down on him, but he started kind of running, you know, and so he didn't end up getting a chance to shoot it, but um, with the 4570. So it gets out there, I think at like 260 or 270 yards and he blows it down with his, with his 300. But uh, to our surprise, I mean, we knew it was a good buck, but we didn't realize it was as big as it actually was. Yeah. So it was one of the f rare moments that you walk up to an animal and it actually grows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah usually you think, dang, that was a giant deer. And you walk <laughs> up to it, like, ah, all right, <laughs> I'm happy. That's a nice deer. That's but this buck grew. We got up to it and we were like, holy crap. That's, it was a really nice deer. That's awesome. Yeah. So one hunt and that was it. Yeah. Time yeah. constraint. Yeah, so we'll take him out a little later this season, try to get my cow still, but, but that was it. So That's it's kind of cool that it worked out for him. Yeah. I was happy for him. Yeah. One year he's going to get something with that 45 cent. Yeah, one of these years. Yeah, he's been trying for about two years now. But it's hard. Oh, yeah. You Especially in rifle season, it. everything's like, pretty spooky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's got to be within 100 yards of it. So. Yeah, it's pretty much like a muzzleloader hunt. Yeah, yeah. But he'll get one with it. Yeah. Weston, how was your season? My season was was fast. Yeah, like, it was fast all around. But um, the times I did get out archery season, like the last week of archery uh, with a couple good buddies, it was awesome. Best weather you could possibly have. Aspens, like it was just gorgeous. And so I think that was really special because usually it's like there's a, maybe a day of that and then it snows or something but it was just gorgeous. Chased, chased a bunch of bulls and they're all at the top of the world. So it's hard to get a shot, especially late season, but felt like pretty like boosted after a trip like that. Just like not getting out, but then getting out and just having a nice, wonderful time in the mountains. Um, sleeping good every night. Didn't even need a stove. It was sweet. So, in archery. <laughs> in archery, yeah. yeah. Yeah, archery was, I mean, it just goes by so fast. The seasons go by. So like, fast. It's, it's like you blink and it's just like here gone. and gone. And so those that, fleeting moments, like, man. That last week of that archery season, like you liked hunt, you've been in there before and it's yeah, full last, on. Last year it snowed two feet. Like, I mean, you could have skied. Like, it was unbelievable. <laughs> that's your it favorite was, week though, right? That's my, yeah, my. Later than most guys. For sure. Yeah. Like guys are sighting in their rifles and it's awesome time. Yeah, that's for sure. But but the weather, man, that'll be the kicker. Like most of the time, you have really really, like a day of nice and then cruddy weather. Yeah. Rain, snow, something. So this year was just delightful across the board. No grizzlies. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's always nice. Always nice. The snow brings the grizzlies too. But last um, year with your bull, the grizzlies tracks were kind of circling you, weren't they? Yeah, like I. My, my bull last year, last week of archery season, I literally, like I saw where he was. I came down a ridge, down to the bottom of a draw and up to where there's some game trails cutting through. And I'm like, stepped right into big old fresh grizzly tracks, like big ones. And I'm like, well, he knows where he's going. I just walked right in those grizzly tracks. I, I literally walked out, Chris, like you're saying, when it works out perfectly, it works out. Yeah. Split like two little raghorns. Like, I know I shouldn't pass up any elk, 
but there's a good one right back there and the only way out for him in these aspens is like to like turn and walk back out and i walked those grizzly tracks stood right in them those raghorns kind of meandered off and that bull sure thing he turned walked straight out in front of me it's snowing i'm oh, in grizzly man. tracks and i'm just like oh like, nice. I, i'm like that is awesome. i didn't even like I drew back to stop him, and he, and I knew like he's gonna look at me like, "What in the world?" Like, Especially with the snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, but it's nice not to have snow too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm out there, just all by myself with the grizzlies, and shoot a bull in the evening. That's a that's a restless night sleep. That's yeah. For sure. yeah to get it out the next day, but. October yeah. this year was so nice. It was gorgeous. Like yeah. we've had the we had the best fall. It was really sweet, so, but it's busy. I'm like, we got work and, and kids and activities, and it's like, yeah. it just goes by fast, mm-hmm. so. You got the but kids yeah. out, Yeah, my son got a second deer, um, same weekend that you and Ava went, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, was awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, got, got the second, like, a real, yeah, a couple days, youth hunt, uh, took the family, beautiful weather, just camped. It was, it was perfect, too. I'm like, just those sort of memories are really priceless when it comes down to it. Put the work in, and yeah, he shot one. I had to pack it back. Like, it was a ways back. He loaded up, and this little stone glacier. Yeah. I should get him a bigger one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that thing. Yeah, the avail is not meant for that much weight. Yeah. So he probably he needs a bigger one. Yeah, it comes down to it, but... But yeah, just super special. I'm like, when it comes down to it, super special to get out there with the kids. And it's like Ava's hunt. Yeah. Ava's hunt was. Oh, man. Shoot. Ava's hunt was so fun. Hunting with kids is like the coolest thing. I think for me, hunting with kids kind of like rejuvenates that hunting passion in you that like you have when you're a kid. Yeah. Just seeing yeah. Like, like how excited they get yeah. and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was. A uh, guy I was talking to last week, he was like, you ever do like a rite of passage or, and I was like, I hadn't really thought about it, but some people like, it's become a little bit more popular to do that with your kids when they turn 14 or whatever. And I'm like, hunting's kind of a rite of passage. Yeah. Like honestly, for like, sure. to take something, to take something's life and all the buildup and all the work that goes into it, it's, it's yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah. Like, that is kind of a art. It's fun to watch. Yeah. You know, you get them out there with the, what I've noticed, you get them out there with a firearm. And when you're at home, you're like, I can't trust this kid with anything. Yeah. <laughs> and you get them out there with a firearm. And I mean, they really show their responsibility and that they listen. And it's just so much fun to watch that. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty, this kid does listen. <laughs> you know, and, they're, and they, they're safe and, you know, everything that they learn in hunter safety and, um, uh, and then, yeah, the, you know, they go to shoot an animal, and you're like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. Because it's, you know, a lot it's, of pressure. It's, it's, yeah. It, yeah, you know, a lot of pressure. And if you miss, and if you do get something, you know, it can be pretty emotional, depending. And uh, so it's, pre- it's pretty cool to watch those kids. Awesome. It's, it's so much fun. Like, like you said, I, if that's all I could do, I, I, I would be fine with it. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I definitely saw on Ava's Hunt, I felt like it was like driving out for that trip she was a kid and like driving home from that trip she was a little more than a kid mm-hmm. like she grew up real fast that weekend oh, it's scary wild. too yeah but it's but really i think cool. it is that like rite of passage stuff mm-hmm. yeah 
the pressure and the responsibility, taking something's life, yeah. getting yeah. it off the mountain. And then having the meals, all yeah. the meals, the jerky. Yeah. Stuff's so good. Oh, she man. brought it in here. Yeah, she was pretty oh, proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that story too. Dustin brings in this jerky. He just goes, <laughs> he goes, Ava, and I made some jerky. I was like, oh yeah, what kind of jerky? What'd you tell me what was? Like, I said pepper. I was like, like, he's yeah. like, oh, it's, it's hot pepper jerky. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try it. I was like, man, <laughs> like this is the best, sweetest, yummiest pepper jerky I've ever had in my life. Jimmy's like, it's so sweet, you can't even taste the pepper at all. <laughs> I was like, I can't taste I no love pepper. love it. I love this stuff. This is great. Oh. Ava comes into the gym a couple hours later. So he's I was like, man, that was good jerky. I was like, was that? Pepper jerky? And she's like, no, it was honey barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Yeah, you almost be there for that. Appreciate that story, but it's kind of funny oh because gosh. the whole time I think, man, this is the best, sweetest yeah. pepper jerky I've ever had in my life. Yeah, you're like I love how sweet it is, not pepper. <laughs> <laughs> best. Yeah. Yeah. Weston, how was the hunt with Nate? Oh, the hunt with Nate was like. He should be. He should not be filming. He should be. He should be. <laughs> no, he should be out here. Yeah. I I had like four days to hunt um, rifle this year, just with life and everything and the schedule and and I was like, three of those days I took, and I'd be a much more successful hunter if I didn't walk so much. But I I do love walking. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll just go cover country. But we had this big storm like land on us. And I'm like, this is going to be all time. Like this, I've got four days, like good quality days, fresh snow. I'll cut a bull track. I'll walk them down. And it was and cold too. And it was cold, really cold. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it was perfect, perfect conditions. And, uh, and you know, you pick your spot, the spot that you go to and that consistently produces. And I did day one, my big loop, some cows, raghorns, no good bulls. Day two, I did my big loop, some cows, couple raghorns, no big bulls. And I'm just like, man, it's kind of crunch time. But, but I've got two more days. I took that third day, I did another loop, and I'm just like, sh like shaking my head, like, what in the world? Like, where in the world? And, that, and I'm not even running into people. Um, I am running into some elk tracks, but like not nearly what it should be. It's like, and I told my son that before that fourth night or that fourth day that I went with Nate, I was like, persistence, like you have to be persistent, like you have to go again. And so I, I left that fourth day with Nate because I was solo those three days and Nate had one day that he could go and I was awesome because I'm like, then I got a, I got a buddy to hunt with and, um, and I warned him too. I'm like, I'm going to do my loop. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Hopefully you'll put up with my walking. Um, and yeah, and we did the loop, like started in in the morning, fresh snow, like we had like, wolf, I think a wolf track, mountain lion track, like, and then a bunch of deer tracks. And I'm like, we'll just, we'll find the bulls. It's going to be like, there's going to be 20 of them in front of us. It's going to be a Mecca. Like it's, it'll be all time. And, and uh, by the time we get up to where we're at, first light, I start glassing and it's like nothing. Ghost town. I'm just like. Oh, climb a little further, nothing, ghost town, keep glassing, sit down for a little while, and 
just like, yeah, have some water, keep glassing. I'm like, something will pop out. And the clock is like ticking now. Yeah. I'm just like, why in the world? Nothing. Um, and so we make the decision to like drop down. We follow some mule deer. I'm like, there's can be a good buck in this area too every once in a while. So I'm like, maybe we'll bump into one of those and maybe there's some elk underneath us. And we wander down, cut all the way back out, about to where you could say like, we're gonna leave for the day. And we cut some fresh elk tracks and I like, like look at Nate and he's like, you wanna go after him? And I was like, yeah, you're speaking my language. I do, like, I do, I actually wanna follow these elk tracks. I know we're never gonna find anything, but we'll see some cool country. And, so we walk on these elk tracks all the way back in and quite a ways and never catch up to him, which I'm like, I know him, probably never catch up to him. And we turn and walk back out all the way to that place. There's a little saddle and it's like, yeah, maybe we'll just call it. Maybe that this will be the day we'll make our way out. Maybe we'll find something on the way out. And all of a sudden, Nate and I hear this, this uh, voice and <laughs> we're like, man, somebody's yelling at us. Like, and then we look and there's a guy like down in the saddle and he's like, hey, kind of loud and I'm like you're always startled when you see people because I've been going through this and I haven't really seen anybody though you know the whole time you know three days and um and we go down to him and we start talking with him and he's like you guys seen mule deer and like yeah we saw a bunch of does and like a couple little bucks but no shooters he's like well I'm looking for a mule deer I already notched my notched my elk tag and he showed us then a picture of the bull that he notched his elk tag on on Thursday, which I'm like, oh man, just a beauty, a, a monster bull. Like, um, yeah, this guy's, you know, gets talking to him a little bit more. He's from Minnesota, um, kind of hear his story and like, yeah, if you go back there, like you'll, you'll probably get a good chance at a buck, I'm sure. And about the time we're about to leave, we had talked with him enough. He's like, you guys want to shoot a bull? I was like, I'd love to shoot a bull. Like, I've do you think this guy was even real, or was he like Elk Jesus? Or He's something? like, <laughs> like Elk Jesus. Like, he just showed up and like out of nowhere and hollers at us. And he was like, oh, you know, I didn't have my cow call, so I didn't, I couldn't, you know, cow call to you. So I just figured I'd yell at you. Crazy. And uh, but we were about to leave, but like that interaction with him. By the end of it, he was like, he he was like, yeah. I, if you guys want to shoot a bull, I betted one down. And Nate and I are just like, that'd be awesome. Like, and he's like, well, I'll show you where he is. And we're like, really? Like, you'll show us? Like, no one does this. No one no in one the hunting that. world, like, no. it just Not doesn't Montana, happen that often. No. Um, and he, he's like, well, we go out across this little edge and across the valley, like a long ways. He's like, he's over there. I betted him down. And we're like really like <laughs> sure, you, see there's him about, you can't see him at all like he's oh, like man. but he's over there he's five by six like he's a nice bull but he had a picture on his phone that he took through his binos and so there was he had the bull on it and we didn't know like what the bull like if he was still going to be there or anything but um and we couldn't see him but i'm pretty sure we could get close to where he was so i took a picture of his picture we left <laughs> um said thank you very much and nate and i bombed off and I'm like, Nate, you ready to sweat? And he's like, yep. And it's awesome because I know Nate have no problem. Like, we'll just go. We'll beeline to it. It took us like an, I don't know, hour and a half or something to get up, put the binos up. There's that bull. Crazy. Like, no way. Like, I'm like, no way. <laughs> it was like 400 yards. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to get a little bit closer. 
I'm like, I'm, I shoot a 30 out six. Like I should have, should shoot something. Yeah. I'm old school. Um, I walk a lot, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I'm just like, I want to get closer, Nate. So we make our way up underneath this bull and it's like cross Canyon shot, get to like 320, but then you can't see him because he's down in a little depression. And so I'm like, oh, that's a long shot for me. And I'm like, we'll go back down. We've got like 387, like across to him. And I'm like, all right. Um, I did a couple dry fires set up pretty good pretty good rest and I'm like all right Nate Nate is sitting back and he had had cameras and cell phone I think a camera (laughs) in his lap and and uh it was awesome because we catch you know catch it on film and I shoot and I hit that bull and he gets up and I just like right away I'm like ringing in my ears my brother-in-law is like don't stop shooting he always says don't stop shooting until they're done and I was like he's up and so I shot a few more times um, <laughs> and that bull then piled up and it's like he's down he's down he looked like a snowplow and just I was like oh I'm so thankful like because it's like a lot of pressure too to go yeah. and try to get one it's my last day to hunt yeah um, so yeah we make our way down make way up to it there's that bull laying there and I'm like Nate we're not very far from the truck yeah he's like really I'm like no we're not like that far honestly um, and it's like four, I think, or so. And I have a call with backcountry hunters and anglers, their, their armed forces initiative at six. And I'm like, maybe we can do it. Like I can, I can do it for my buddy's house. And anyway, I in reach Dustin. And I'm like, Dustin, we got a bull. You think you could do this call? And so Dustin saved us on the call. We cut the elk up um, and got it all packed down, took one load down. Um, came back up, got the second load. We were all done by seven o'clock. I mean, we were loaded, loaded heavy, and I'm super thankful to Nate too. I'm like, I, he's so strong. Like, we got that sucker out of there by seven o'clock, all said and done. I was like, That's when insane. the stars align, I'm like, the lines. I'm like, just, I'll get to cutting, and we just knocked it out big time. So, the the really cool thing though was, when we got done at seven. That guy who we ran into, he was he had mentioned in like the conversation where he was, and so we we're like we got to go find him. So we drove down back around and we found where he was camping, and uh, and went and ended up having dinner with him and the, the guy who was camped next to him, and it, and it was yeah it was just awesome. It was that's like awesome. the, this yeah. huge like like that's hunting, yeah. like yeah. just this really really cool, unique like opportunity um and that guy was he was like i was so pumped for you i knew you hit him like on that first one he's like i was standing on the opposite ridge with my hands in the air just cheering for you and he's like i knew he was a good bull like just like (laughs) that's crazy stoke factor was high and really really nice people and extended the community and like for me i'm like those guys will be buddies for a long time too in the future um that like-minded community yeah just like yeah just really Driven, hardworking, you know, these guys both were out for, um, you know, the one guy's out for three weeks total. That was his leave. And, and uh, just like hunting, um, which was really cool. It was a cool experience and to, get to, to get to do that and then harvest a bull. The, the funny thing was is that that Sunday that Aiden was, called me, I was going to have it, my bull all cut up and like done in the freezer. <laughs> But Aiden called me, so it had to wait a little bit longer. I was like, yep, 
yeah, we can wait. We'll go, we'll go get Aiden's and not wait <laughs> on. So. Then Nate got a bowl a few days later. Yeah, Nate. Nate, I'm like, shoot, it's like karma when it comes around, too. It's like Nate went out. He shot a bull. Yeah, what, like three days later? Yeah. He just comes into work. He's like, I shot one this morning. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I walked for four days. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite Sneaky. part of Nate's stories. Like, on a, like a Friday, I'll be like, you going out this weekend, man? He's like, no, I don't really hunt like the other guys. No, I don't. And then he comes in one day, and just there's a giant bull sitting in his truck. Just real <laughs> casual, no mention, no photo. Just He's efficient. Very, yeah. very. Yeah. Man, hunting season's so fun. It's, so much adventure. It's a blast. It goes fast. It's, it's just like when you're out there and you get a chance to just like sit and just like, I'm here. Oh, it's, there's nothing like it. Yeah, I think the like just getting out and all those random adventures that happen on every trip is like 90% of it. Mm-hmm. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. We, we need to get some mountain tough muzzle loaders and yeah. take advantage of that new season. <laughs> that new season's cool. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be different. It would be a lot, a lot different. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Aiden, you can close us out. <laughs> <laughs> <Every time laughs> we're done. <laughs>